starting from today, we are going to embark upon a, a new the March series. If anyone wants to meditate for, let's say, 15 to 20 days on your own, these are the talks suitable to play and listen every day till the end of the retreat. We'll call it short-term retreat, talk number one. Listening to Dharma talks by the Buddha and his senior disciples were the only and formal way of learning Buddhism at the time of Buddha and many centuries thereafter till the talks were printed on the palm leaves. So listening is the only way to learn for centuries. And then once us, it's written on the palm leaves, people have access to learn Buddhism both by listening as well as reading, only to a, a select few who knows how to read. Pali language. And even today, most people learn by listening to Dharma talks by the monks and teachers that they have confidence in, and electronic media, anything and everything. that you can listen, they listen and learn. So still, even today, listening, learning through listening is a, a key component of learning. And of course, you can read from many books, e-books, and so on. And people who are more interested to study Buddhism, there are courses, short-term courses, that you can join here and there. And for those who are devoted and committed to Buddhism, they can actually attend. There are big monastery where they teach Buddhism as a course. It can go on for decades. Just like getting a degree at the university. And also you can have degrees, bachelor, master, PhD in Buddhism at some universities, especially in Sri Lanka. 
So listening is the key part of learning Buddhism. Make sure that you are listening from talks that from monks and teachers that you have confidence in. For Buddhist teachings to prosper or sasana to prosper requires two parts. One is learning. Learning from listening, reading, and so on. And second part is putting it into practice. Without that two parts, Buddhism cannot prosper. Learning alone is not sufficient. Superficial listening to Dharma talks doesn't count here. You go to a Dhamma talk for an hour or so, most of the time your mind is slipped away, not on the talk. That doesn't count at, as learning through listening. You must listen attentively with a focused mind. Only then one will absorb, absorb the essence of the Dharma talks into the heart and mind. You must listen to know what to embrace and what to avoid. That's one of the key points the Buddhas taught us do's and don'ts. When you're listening, you must get every point what to embrace and what to avoid. You must listen and read and practice till you can share the Dharma with others, which you have already have it in your heart and mind. You must be able to deliver, deliver or share with skillfulness, finesse and efficiency. You must practice and know the Dharma to be able to answer any questions arising from the opposition group or interested group. You must answer, able to answer to their satisfaction. You must put effort to practice Buddha Dharma 
to all those who want to learn, to study, and practice. Those are the things it's required if Buddha sasana, Buddha's teaching to prosper. I'll give a, a story. When we say story, these are the real events at the time of Buddha. The, showing the importance and significance of listening to the Dharma talks. This story is about Shinsariputra, Venerable Sariputra, who is the right-hand disciple of the Buddha. And he is the most intelligent, smartest, and wisest next to the Buddha. And this Buddha's ministry. Actually, before he became a Buddhist, he was a ascetic Brahmin. Brahmin is a race and a group of people who are, let's call it, intellectuals. Intellectuals. Practice Hinduism. Not only that they practice, they are the class who teaches and perform religious ceremony for others. So this ascetic Brahmin and his name was Upatissa Pariparika. That's the name of the Brahmin. who became Venerable Sariputra later when he became a Buddhist. So one day this Brahmin came across Venerable Asaji. Venerable means a monk. Obeku Asaji. And Asaji is also one of the first five disciples of Buddha when Buddhists got enlightened he contemplated around and see who should I teach and then he thought about five ascetics who looked after him for many years when he was practicing with hardship. But finally, of course, they left as they thought the Buddhists won't be <coughs> successful in this practice. So, one of the five who became Arhat and become the, the first five person who follows Buddha, become the first five followers of the Buddha. 
and this uh, Asaji give a deliver a sermon, give a Dharma talk to this Brahmin. And this Brahmin was actually quite impressed by this Asaji, by his nature, manners, the way he works, the way he talks, the way he composes. So he was quite impressed. So asked, Honorable Sir, which teacher do you follow? And then he said, I follow Buddha Gautama. Then would you share with me some of his teachings? And Venerable uh, Asaji delivered a sermon that he heard from Buddha, learned from Buddha. And at the end of the first verse, okay, these teachings are in verses, a few verses, four verses, five verses, eight verses. But he was delivering, and at the end of the first verse, this Brahman was intensely listening, and he has a desire, he listened carefully every word every sentence. By the end of the first verse, he contemplate that verse. When we say contemplate, it's in a meditative mode, not thinking. First you think, then you just put into practice, contemplation. This Brahman became a the first stream winner, Sotapanna, the first noble person. The first noble person in English, stream winner in Pali, Sotapanna. That's how powerful these teachings are. If it is for you, if it hits you right where you need it, it can change. We are talking about meditation and contemplation. Sometimes it just simply needs seconds to sink into it. So after that, he listened till the end. And after that, what he did was, it was he went to the Buddha for ordination. The Buddhas ordained him and he practiced under the guidance of Buddhas for two weeks. And on the 14th day, okay, you practice and of course every day, if it is available, you listen to Dhamma talk maybe half an hour, maybe an hour, I don't know, but nowadays we usually go for between 30 minutes to one hour, mostly around an hour. That is what the attention span is good for, to concentrate. 
and on the 14th day he was listening to Buddhist Dhamma talk. And Buddhist talk was actually was intended for him. Now his name is Venerable Sariputra. And he was listening to that Dhamma talk, contemplated, and on the 14th day he became an arahat. On the 14th day. See? A lot of people has already got a great concentration power, practice, samatha practice, samatha meditation, concentration meditation. Their mind is quite cool, calm, collective, without much mental defilements, meaning greed, no greed, no anger, no hatred, no delusion. And at that time, when that person hear a Buddhist talk, Dharma talk, Buddha Dharma, that is suitable for what that person needs. It can transform instantly. That's what a Dharma talk does. Of course, one must have a, a beautiful mind, a spotless mind. And if you have a spotless mind, at that moment, the right Dharma hits you. That's a transformation. But key requirement, pure mind, spotless mind, mind without mental defilements. So this is one instance of how important to listen to Dharma talk carefully, attentively, seriously, and respectfully. When you have these adjectives that I mentioned, you are in sync with the mood. So let's see when you listen to Dhamma talk. Whenever you listen to Dhamma talk, there are benefits arising for you. And what are these things? First of all, when you listen to Dhamma talk, you will hear that you haven't heard before. In other words, a new knowledge a new take on life, a new take on the mind and the body. That's the first benefit you have, heard something that you haven't heard or known before. And then, of course, all of you know by now you listen to so many Dharma talks. But when you listen to the same Dharma talk, maybe you have it on CD or tape or on the electronic media, you can play and play and play again. 
when you listen again and again the same Dharma talk, in other words, when you listen repeatedly the same Dharma talk, which is suitable with your mind, sometimes some talks really click with you. And those things listen repeatedly. If you listen to it repeatedly, what happened was you began to understand better. You began to understand the same number talk better. You heard something that you missed in the last listening session. You began to have a, a better perspective. So don't think once you have heard, you don't have to listen anymore. Listen, especially something that click with you, that click with your mind, again and again, carefully, attentively, focus, sentence by sentence, word by word. And it will be amazing, you'll find it, you'll understand better and better and deeper and wider. That's a second benefit. And the third benefit of listening to the Buddha Dharma is it clear your doubt. Doubt. Vichikecha in Pali. Skeptical doubt. It clears your doubt. Or in other words, you are not quite sure about something, there's some confusion, there's some sort of a unclear nature about the talk. And if you listen to it, or if you have something in your mind that it's doubtful, if you listen to the Dharma talk, it clears it up. So it clears your doubt. It erase your confusion. That's the third benefit. And number four is it straighten one's view. So don't underestimate that little three words straighten one's view. This view what you call in Pali, Deity. Deity. There are, in general, you can call right views and wrong view. Let's say situation A. It can be viewed from many angles. One angle will give you a right view, another angle will give wrong views, and wrong views, and wrong views, and wrong views, because there's only one truth, only one correct answer, but many incorrect answers. That's a view, 
And based on that view, based on that take, you will be following the next step, the next step. And you know what kind of view will take into which direction. View is extremely important. Buddhist statement, Samadhi, right view. Now you can call it belief. Some people like to call it belief. If you believe in something, if you believe in the right cause, it will produce good result. If you believe in the wrong cause, it will take you to bad situations. That is how important view is. Because we all have some sort of a belief. We all have. And this belief or this view is very important. And listening to Dharma talk, straighten your views. If you have a distorted view, it will straighten you. If you already have a right view, it will strengthen you. That is the fourth benefit of the listening to Dharma talk. Straightening one's view. And the fifth and the final benefit is clarity of mind. In English, we call it clarity of mind. But how does clarity of mind arise? You are in a situation, okay, and situation or problem or condition, you talk with your friends, you talk with your colleagues, brainstorming or asking advice or whatever you may call. At that time, who do you ask? Do you ask somebody that you have high confidence or do you ask somebody you don't have any confidence? Of course, we ask somebody who we have confidence in. Oh, maybe he knows, she knows, she could help me. Called confidence. And when you have confidence in a person, when you have confidence in a situation and condition, you have the clarity of mind. If you don't have confidence, then you have a confused mind, uncertain mind. The fifth benefit clarity of mind. Another word for it is called confidence. And in some cases, English words, they translate it as faith to the Buddhist word called sadda. Sadda translated as faith 
But Buddha, Buddha is also called as faith, but they add another adjective, verifiable faith. You start with something unknown, so you cannot say you know. But one thing is, when you embark upon it, you keep on going and you can verify everything. So eventually it's not a blind faith anymore. It is a verifiable faith. Sattā, verifiable faith or confidence. And the result is clarity of mind. That clarity of mind is the benefit. Those are the five benefits one get by listening to Dharma talks. One, you hear something you have never heard before. Two, if you listen repeatedly, you understand even better and better and deeper and wider. Three, it clears your doubt, erases confusion. Four, straightens one view. And five, clarity of mind. Clarity of mind is not just your mind is clear. When you meditate, if you are a meditator, you know. Sometimes your mind feels very clear. There's no sediment. Just like a pure water. You can even feel it. Not just simply the mind is clear. There's a certain feeling comes with it. Pure clarity. That is the manifestation of sadda. Manifestation of confidence. Just clear. Can't say even more than that. It is simply clear, so clear you can feel it. That's the fifth benefit. Okay, listening seriously attentively and respectfully to Buddha's teachings, Dhamma talk, always produce these five benefits one way or the other. Here's the word respectfully Many people might take it in many different ways. The thing is, you give top priority to this. Nothing else matters at that moment. Your heart, your mind, your body, it's totally in that listening mode to the Dharma. And if you do that, you are doing respectfully. 
that's what it means by respectfully. You don't just put your feet on the desk, relax, put on a lazy chair and listen. That's not respect. Because you are not putting everything into that. You are putting relaxation as a priority first to listen to the talk. That's what it means by respectfully. You put everything. And when you put everything, you become attentive, you become careful, and you heard every word and you understand every meaning that is conveying in the talk. That kind of listening will produce these five kinds of benefits. Understanding of these Buddhist teaching or Dharma talks are vital. Why? Because those are the ones will tell you how to put it into a proper and correct practice and proper and correct way to live. Not only meditation, Buddha just doesn't taught us meditation only. He taught every aspect of life how to live correctly. for yourself, for your family, for your neighbor, for your society. It is far and wide, Buddha's teaching is. For our group, when I say our group, in people who are specifically and regularly listening to this Dharma talk, it is most important thoroughly understand the discourse or sutta or sutra discourse on the full foundation of mindfulness in Pali Satipatthana Sutta for our group that's the most important one because that's what we are doing what we are practicing so, Sati Patana Sutta. Sati is mindfulness. Pa can be conveyed as focusing very attentively. Tana, you can say places, basis, foundation. So Satipatthana means pay very attentive attention in a certain places or basis with mindfulness. So there are four kinds, body, feeling, mind and dharma. The body is basically, mindfulness on the body means 
focus attention on the aggregates of the body, the five aggregates. Focus attention. You must give focus attention, not ordinary attention, on the aggregates of the body to understand the intrinsic qualities or you can call it its nature of the body that is the mindfulness of the body kaya nupasana this quality when you focus like that you will come to understand and second one, mindfulness of the feeling, Vedana Nupasana. What is that? Again, this is the same thing. You must apply focused attention on the aggregates of the feeling, which is pleasant feeling, unpleasant feeling, and neutral feeling. Whenever these feelings are arising, you must give totally focused, spotlight attention on it. And these will always arise whenever you come in contact with the sense object. And you are always in contact with the sense object. So it is always there. Feelings are always there some more prominent than the others, some more distinct than the others. That is contemplation of feeling. And the third one is mindfulness of the mind or contemplation of mind. Nupasana. And here it is, you must apply keen and sharp attention you must apply keen and sharp attention on the wholesome or unwholesome thoughts. There are only thoughts arising. Some are wholesome thoughts, some are unwholesome thoughts. Whenever they arise, you must give very keen and sharp attention on the thoughts and the emotions that associated with these thoughts. And that is called contemplation of mind, mindfulness of the mind. And the fourth one is Dhamma Nupasana, mindfulness of the Dharma. So, in here is, you pay attention on Dhamma objects. And again, the same thing, you must have a keen awareness of what? Of the six types of consciousness. Seeing consciousness, hearing consciousness, smelling consciousness, tasting consciousness, touch consciousness, and thinking consciousness. So when you are paying attention on the six consciousness, sometimes you come very distinctly across the 
six kinds of objects you are encountering. If the objects are prominent, you focus on the object, external object, form, sound, smell, taste, touch, and thought processes. These are the external object. Internal object is eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, and the mind. And those two come in contact, the corresponding consciousness arises. So one must pay attention whichever is the most important or, sorry, most prominent and most dominant object that pops up right in front of you. Don't bother to select. That's Dhamma object. And also, you pay attention on the five hindrances. Sense desire, ill will, sloth and torpor, restlessness and remorse, and skeptical doubt. Five hindrances. We have talked detailed before. And also, you can contemplate upon seven factors of enlightenment or four noble truths. Those are the Dharma objects. So one must give continuous focus attention to any objects without missing, without having a gap, which is arising at the present moment. That's a whole complete instruction. Give continuous focus attention to any dominant objects without missing, without having a gap, which is arising at the moment. You keep doing again and again and again and again. That's full foundation of mindfulness in one sentence. And upon maturity through your observation, Upon maturity, the mind will become purified. It will overcome pain and grief and sorrow and lamentation. It will achieve path wisdom and fruition wisdom. Magat, path, palat, fruition, wisdom of path and fruition, and eventually attain nibbana. And all these things, all these benefits, started with a desire to respectfully and attentively. 
listening to the Buddha Dharma talks. May all of you be able to listen and penetrate into the Dharma following up with the practice and attain Nibbana as soon as possible. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you very much.